The truth is, is that there's a lot of times in life where we do need a rope or a lifeline. And sometimes we don't ask for it. In fact, most of the time we don't. We just keep going and going and going and then eventually have that moment where we just kind of fall Mm -hmm. apart. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. This week, we are talking about throwing her a rope, which might sound a little strange, but it will make (laughs) sense once Jennifer shares a story with you. So Jennifer, I'm going to pass it to you. Okay, so um, last week, I have not been feeling well, and I work for a nonprofit. It's called Saving Grace. I'm sending out my first, well, my second book into the world, doing the podcast. So I'm not doing much these days, (laughs) you know? So I'm also not a morning person. So I had kind of been on the struggle bus for a long time. And so I go into my office, and in the mornings, it's probably not my best work, you know? So I'm walking in, go to the office. I'm exhausted because I haven't slept. And the sweet co-director came into the office to tell me about something. And then he looked at my face and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm not okay. You know, (laughs) and I was like, bless his heart, the only male on staff. And he was like, he was like alerting the presses. He goes to camper. We need to throw Jennifer a lifeline. He calls his wife. We need to check on Jennifer. We need to like, we need to throw her a lifeline. And, um, so if you want action, cry in front of a dude, you know, that you've never, <laughs> ever showed any kind of, you know, emotion to. So I just thought, oh, my goodness, what a sweet reminder that I don't have to do all of this alone. I yeah. can't do it all alone and that I needed to tap out. And so as my sweet little supervisor rushes in to check on me, I'm like, oh, I just start crying even more. I'm like, fabulous. but. The end result was, we want you to take care of you. Yeah. Like, what do you need us to do right now? And yeah. then I was like, I need to go home and nap, you know? <laughs> and they were like, please go. So it was one of those things that I was very vulnerable. I wish I would, like didn't cry like that in front of everybody. But it also made me feel like I have a team that has my back. Yeah. So yeah. that's where all of this came from. I needed a lifeline yeah. and they made sure I got one. Well, and as we were sitting around and you were sharing that story, the the truth is, is that there's a lot of times in life where we do need a rope or a mm-hmm. lifeline. And sometimes we don't ask for it. In fact, most of the time we don't. We just keep going and going and going and then eventually have that moment where we just kind of fall mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. Whether that's privately in the middle of the night. And I've done that, mm-hmm. rolled up in the fetal position and just crying and saying, oh, I'm so exhausted, mm-hmm. you know. So what is it? And this is our confession question for today. Why do we struggle, do you think, to ask for help? I think if this director wouldn't have come into my office, they would have never known. Right. And so we are so afraid to be vulnerable. 
Yeah. You know, I could have closed my office door. I could have like cried and not let anybody in. Yeah. But I think that we're so afraid to ask for help. And sometimes it's kind of a trauma thing in that when we've needed someone the most, they haven't been there for us. So I think that that's one reason why it's like we feel like we're supposed to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I think I'm afraid of being a burden. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just think, well, everybody else has a lot of stuff going on and Loving them well looks like putting as little of my stuff on their plate as possible. Yeah. So just don't bother people, you know? Yeah. I think it's interesting that you brought up trauma responses. And I'm going down a whole different road right here. Go for it. But I, about a year ago, had to sit down and look at a trauma response that I had that actually looked really good to the world. And that was positivity. And this is the thing. I can find a silver lining in the bottom of a pit. I can. Somewhere in there, I'm going to find a silver lining. The problem with that is that I never allowed myself to truly just take stock of what I was feeling and say, man, this is a hard place right now. I'm in a pit and it's dark. I didn't, I didn't give myself permission. And, and so... Through just the Lord and I and me praying, kind of brought this to the light through the Holy Spirit, which was, Susie, give yourself a chance to say, this is really hard. Mm -hmm. So that's why I didn't ask for help. I was so busy looking for the silver lining, even if I had to take a shovel and dig down 10 feet, that I didn't give myself the chance to ask Mm -hmm. for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we miss out, too, because... We say we don't want to be a, a bother, but when people reach out to us, we never think that they're a bother. We never think that they're a burden. We want to be there for our people. And I don't know how to get that out of our heads to say, I'm, I'm loved. I'm not a burden. You know, I'm wanted. Yeah. I'm not a burden. Yeah. You know, I'm a trusted friend. They're a trusted friend. I'm not a bother. I would love to switch that and my thinking too. You know, I think one, I was actually talking to my husband about this the other day, about how I think as believers, sometimes we're told, okay, Jesus sacrificed everything for us. And so we're supposed to sacrifice everything for other people. That's what being a good Christian looks like. But we are talking about how Jesus also said, if you want to follow me, you have to take up your cross and give up everything. Yeah. So the accurate model of our faith is not one person sacrificing everything right. while the other person gains everything, receives all the help. Yeah. It is actually a mutual, complete surrender. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it is one another. That's what it is. Yeah. Like Jesus yeah. says, I will lay down my life. I'm asking you to lay down yours. Like yeah. it is still an equal. Right. And so I think many of us have been taught that unequal giving is the definition of love in the Christian faith. Yeah. Especially oh. as women. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. so practically for me, looking at how that I ask for help is to first be honest with myself and then go look for the silver lining. Because honestly, there usually is one mm-hmm. because God is God. And I understand that. But being able to say to a friend who says, Suze, how are you doing? And for me to say, and that really hurt my heart. It really hurt my heart. And I wish it hadn't happened. And I'm not sure what to do with it. But I'll be okay. 
Celia, it hurts. Mm -hmm. That's for me is asking for help because I'm inviting someone into it with me who's a trusted friend who can say, and Holly, this happened earlier when you said, well, Suzette makes me a little angry. Not at me, Mm -hmm. but at what had happened. And instantly I'm not alone. That was helpful. Mm -hmm. That was help. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying our conversation. One thing I always long for when we're recording podcasts is that we could do it with you in person. And guess what? This November, there's an opportunity for all of us to be in the same room. Susie, Jennifer, and I are so excited about the first ever KLRC Ladies Night Out happening in Fayetteville, Arkansas on Saturday, November 4th. We would love to see you there and for you to bring your people too. So come hang out with us in person for a night of encouragement and worship, prizes, all the fun things that we women love when we're together. You can find out more at klrc.com and get your ticket. When we had a conversation and you know, Holly's like pouring out her heart and she's like, what do I need to do? And I was like, you need to stop trying so hard. (laughs) There's no one who's going to give more than Holly Girth. Mm -hmm. Like she gives and gives and gives. And I was like, stop that. (laughs) Not to the point of sacrificing her mental health or her, you know, emotional health. You know, it's not like she's not going to be a giver, but like, she didn't need me to tell her more things to do. I was like, drop everything. <laughs> you know? But not really. But I was like, no, like you're you're doing too much. You're doing enough. You are enough yeah. right here in this space. You're give, you're out giving us all like just, yeah. you know, rest in that, that you're doing enough. Yeah. So that's more. my response. Do more. Try harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I remember you also said, Jennifer, you're the cup and this person is the straw. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Yes, that is true. Yeah. You know, you guys weren't again, talking about me, right? No, we we're not talking <laughs> no, about you. Teasing. We're not talking about you. Yeah, yeah, but I think we all like can get into cup and star relationships. I mean, yeah, and that's just not. It's not biblical. Like mm-hmm. I thought a lot about that. I really did yeah. for days, and yeah. I was like, "Is that biblical? No, that's not biblical. Like yeah. one another relationships are biblical. Sure, yeah, sure. Well, it hurt my heart." And like, it kind of made me mad. Like that thing that, you know, we were like, that makes me mad that they did that, Susie. I was looking at my friend, you know, and saying, this makes me really mad. Like that she would feel this way, you know. So throwing (laughs) someone a rope can be really listening Mm -hmm. to what someone else has to say. It also sounds like as I'm listening to you too, is that it can be gentle truth Mm -hmm. Um, to be able to look at someone and say, you know what, you are you're already doing enough, sis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and so that's good. So what are other ways that we can throw other women in our life, whether that's someone we're related to, a friend, how can we throw out a rope to each other? Because we don't live in a culture. Mm-hmm. We throw ropes at each other. Yeah. You know, not all of us, of yeah. course, but there's a culture of that. How do we throw a rope to someone? I've been talking with um, beautiful friends who have navigated cancer and what they needed. And they were saying, you know, some people started doing this and they started doing this and all of that was helpful. But not one person asked me, what do you need? 
Yeah. Not what do you want to bring you, you know, but what do you need? And yeah. that's, I think that that's where we go first. What do you need? And maybe you can't figure out that out right now, but when you do, I need you, let's talk again and tell me what you need, mm-hmm. you know, so we can show up for them in ways they need us to. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of that question we like to ask around here. How can I love you well right now? Yeah. Or how are you really doing? Yeah. You know, we yeah. ask each other, how are you doing all the time? Almost like a substitute for hello. Mm-hmm. But I think asking how are you really doing mm-hmm. and being ready to listen is another way that we can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it needs to be tangible. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes somebody needs just to sit with you and have coffee, you know, face to face. Sometimes someone needs you to come in and to help clean or do laundry. You know, there's just, there's so many ways. What I would love to see, and I'm blessed with it. I am so blessed with it. But what I would love to see in our culture is that one another system reemerge Instead of immediately thinking, how can I throw this rope at her? Sister, if you're drowning, how can I throw you a rope? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, instead of heaping condemnation on you for the fact that you're drowning, can I get in the water with you? <laughs> can, I, can I throw a lifeline to you? Can we make it to shore together? And I'm getting teary just talking about that mm-hmm. because I get pretty discouraged sometimes at how humanity treat, treats each other. Mm-hmm. Until I get offline and then I'm with my real people and I realize that that's a facade that I see online and that in actuality, people are really good to each other most of the time, you know? Yeah. And I think helping ourselves receive help, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Because what we're talking about is sometimes, and particularly me, (laughs) is, yeah, I'm Giving is my safety zone. Mm -hmm. So if I don't want to hurt, then I give. Yeah. Like receiving feels vulnerable. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think one part is making sure we're offering help, but the other is making sure we're willing to receive it. Yeah. Holly, what, what feels like help to you? Um, I think when someone asks how I'm doing, even when I seem fine. Yeah. Because I always seem fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like most of the time yeah. people wouldn't, I don't think say like, oh yeah, Holly's a needy person. Like, you know, it seems like I'm doing my thing. And so if someone's like, I don't know, ask no, if I'm yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, now I'm not okay. But <laughs> yeah, if someone like in my life is like, I know you are doing all the things and you are making it through and doing the work and all that, but... <laughs> You know, yeah, it's your turn. Like it's your turn Mm because sometimes it just feels like it's never my turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jennifer, what makes you feel like somebody has given you a rope? Um, To notice and push beyond the awkward. What happened in my office (laughs) was all kinds of awkward, (laughs) but he did not leave me stranded. You yeah. know, I, I was like, kept apologizing. And he's like, don't apologize. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, so I think just, you know, letting people sit in the awkward with you and then like saying they wanted to be a part of the solution. That made me feel loved and like I mattered yeah. just by hanging in there with the, you know, the crying thing. Yeah, that's good. And that's good to know. For me, it's a hug. 
And, and I don't know why that does it, but if yeah. somebody pulls me into a hug and they don't even have to say anything, yeah, it makes a difference for me. And it matters. And the thing is, that means that somebody crossed a, a, an invisible boundary mm-hmm. to do that. And they risk rejection to do that. And it, it, it just matters. So I think it's really important with the people in your life. And Jennifer, you mentioned this, is if you feel like they need a rope, to be able to ask them, like Holly said, how are you really doing? And then the second question what do you need right now in this moment? How can I love you best right now in this moment? And if she says, I just need a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, man, I just I just need somebody to do X, Y, or Z. And it's small, but it would make such a difference right now. I think it could really make a, a huge impact. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the times I just want someone to say, uh, like do the like hug me and say it's gonna be okay yeah and that's like to me that's yeah that really does I'm like you know what it will be okay yeah yeah I, I I don't need your advice yeah I don't need a one two three step plan in fact those are usually burdensome mm-hmm. but just asking just being present that makes a really big difference so today is as your Maybe if you meet with someone in your life, just ask them the question, you know, how can I love you well right now through this? I think what we're talking about is intentionally engaging with people. Yeah. For you, Susan, it looks like a hug. For us, it's maybe a verbal question or something. Mm -hmm. But the theme I hear is when someone intentionally engages with us, it feels like help. Yeah. You know, or like, wait. I'm going to intentionally pursue you. I'm going to intentionally listen. I'm going to intentionally engage with you. Yes. If you're in pain, my world stops for the moment. Like, yeah, I think that's what we're talking about. So the rope is intentional connection. Yeah. I think is what we're saying. Cause that's what happened in your office that day. Like he didn't just go, Oh, you know, okay. uh, (laughs) I hope, I hope you feel better. Like, he intentionally engaged and got yeah. other people to intentionally yeah. engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that any good help is some form of intentional yeah. engagement, whether yeah. that's here's a casserole or you can <laughs> yeah. cry on my shoulder or, yeah. Yeah. you know, or help. She's crying. She's yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm falling for back up. <laughs> well, what I loved about that I is love it. It, yeah. he, it seemed a little messy. Like he wasn't sure what to do. So he just immediately started calling in yeah, you know, the people to help. And But I think that's what's really cool is it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't. You know, he just, he showed that he cared and it yeah, made a difference. So kudos to him. Yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. So if you right now feel like you need a rope, I want to encourage you. You don't have to be the tough girl. You don't have to be the tough guy. Reach out to your people because you are not a burden. You're not a bother. And someone really wants to be there for you. Don't go through life alone. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.